This podcast contains spoilers about Casanova Luxuria. If you have not read the book, you probably should beforehand. It's amazing, fantastic, and in the future. Andy does love some Andy. It's like you're inside of my head. <laughs> what is your fascination with Peterson? <laughs> Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast. Dear future me, don't go to the courthouse. The moral of the story is don't leave your martial arts equipment and your other coat in a parallel dimension. Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. (laughs) I'm Andy and I like every comic that's ever been made. I would not go to Jonathan Frake's booth because I would get space herpes. And now, your hosts, Andy Padel. Why does Luke always does, come across just, sounding amazingly brilliant and the rest of you guys sound yeah. like a bunch of tools? Joel Simon. Honestly, like Jubilee, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again, I choose the Scrappy-Doo of the X-Men. And Bean. I, if, there, if there could be a hybrid, a love child perhaps, <laughs> then that would be perfect. And Mike DiPetrillo. It's like killing a worm, he just splits into four. Uh, <laughs> anyway, worm Superman aside... Welcome to episode 27 of Trade Secrets. Uh, it's March 13, 2012. Um, today with me I have a sort of mixed group of people due to Luke's untimely death while reading... Uh, Oh, what, the, what the hell was it? I think it was Doc Savage. Doc Savage, yeah. 22. Yeah. It was terrible. He had a heart attack in the bathroom. On the just, toilet, yeah. Just, oh, no good. Worst way to die. Nobody wants to go out like Elvis. And for our listeners, uh, first off, we've got Mike DiPetrello. Yo! And Bean. Ahoy, hoy. And Joel Simon. Swag. You're not even going to say... Dude. <sighs> Swag. All right. Swag is the new sup. Sup, yeah. No, no, I, I was going to, I'm, I've beat you to the sup. Groovy. With the swag. There you go. I'm Andy Podell, and this episode we're going to be covering Casanova Luxuria by Matt Fraction and Gabriel Baugh. It came out originally in 2006 and follows the wacky adventures of one Casanova Quinn and his uh, multi-parallel universe exploits throughout the known dimensions of the world. So, but no, first... Not an unknown... What have you guys been reading, Joel? Oh, oh, geez. I was reading the uh, rebirth of Captain America, the re-rebirth. It was uh, Bucky Buchanan was uh, born again. Um, <clears throat> it's awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, Brubaker is just amazing. And I don't know how he came back from the time RPG, but um, God, I, how he worked it into the whole storyline is great. And then also I've been reading um, uh, The Birth of Purple Hulk. Which is the? Is that Skrulk? It was it, yeah, Skrulk. It, okay, it's, it's Skrulk. So so Hulk and She Hulk finally consummate oh. their old relationship, and they come out with a purple Hulk, and it's it's amazing. So okay, that was the uh, the whole universe Hulks, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. The Hulk universe. So they have they have the the red, the blue, the green, and now the purple. That's so I'm I'm waiting for the yellow Hulk. And what the, the fuck? The Hulk, Hulk diversity. Yeah. Hulk diversity. Like Super yeah, exactly. Mario Brothers or something. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's uh, pretty good, too. It's Which one actually, can fly? Is yeah, the they, blue one? they do it pretty good. No. Seriously. Mm. And what you've been reading? Well, uh, I checked out uh, Neil Gaiman's American Gods versus Neverwhere, number six. It looks like it's pretty good. Off to a solid start. Um, 
There's some um, Odin is attempting to take over London. Uh, there were Valkyries involved. Uh, it was it was filthy. I enjoyed it. <laughs> He's so scraping the bottom of the barrel now. Like he, he is out of idea. He hey, American Gods came out eleven idea. years ago. It, it was time to revisit it. It was not time to revisit it. Marvel revisits their storylines every other year. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Mike, what you reading? I don't read comics. Not after this bullshit. <laughs> done. I'm done reading. <laughs> Readings for I'm faggots read and again. virgins. <laughs> so to fill in our listeners, we were originally supposed to do this about eight months ago, and Luke went on vacation. And so we put it on hold, and we kept putting it on hold and putting it on hold, and he died. So he's never going to get to review this, and we're going to do it anyway. Um, yeah. Thanks for the stuff, Luke. Yeah. Jerk. I still have your fables. <laughs> My God. I was so finished with that's that awful. after volume that's, that's 16. That's awful. When Winnie the Pooh got involved. What? Yeah, it's, just, it's garbage from that point on. It's just terrible. James John came back and was like, I'm going to do some more covers. And I was like, okay, that's great. No, no. You should have just stopped when the adversary came back and, won- oh, <sighs> wait, you haven't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a year. Um, right now, I'm reading this week X-Men... 543, which is the end of the Colossus Juggernaut storyline where Colossus has taken Juggernaut's helmet and the gem of Cyrock and is attempting to take over the rest of the Marvel Universe. I have no idea what X-Men is doing anymore. It's just, it's out of control. Like, Jean Grey came back. Again. Third time now. Cable's back, even though he was destroyed by a time paradox and ripped into an infinite number of pieces. Um... You can come back from that. Band-Aid. Okay, so yeah. I, re- I was really looking forward to Rick Remember's uh, whole Age of Apocalypse storyline, and it was literally panel for panel the same story again. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. This is... I'm. Oh. You'll be back. It done for, you, you, you done will be comics? back. Yeah, mm, exactly. Doubtful. Um, news, Emerald City is next week. No, two weeks from now. And that's about it. Awesome. Mike, you got a booth again? Mm-hmm. And we'll probably have a booth Damn for next straight. year's if we're lucky. I got it. Yeah. yeah, I reserved it at ECC last year. So fantastic! Fucking awesome! Best people watching ever. In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe: Superman. Wonder Woman, Batman, Aquaman. Okay, so uh, let's start out with general opinions. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Quick summary. Of of what? ECC? Casanova. Oh, oh, Casanova. Yeah, liked it. And on the fence. On the fence, Mike. What the fuck is that? An, I don't know. Is there is there a none of the above? And what the fuck? It's it's fucking great. What the it's fuck just D. happened? There's a D. Yeah, your 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 mind was expanded. My mind painful, was expanded like someone I don't know. Like I got a new asshole in the back of my head. <laughs> expanded, sure. Makes sure. it easier to mind fuck. Though. It's like goatsy you know, so. for my brain. Yeah. What's going on? Oh Jesus. 
So you're <laughs> this saying this is what happens when you invite me to the podcast. This book skull fucked you. Mm mm mm. Asshole. There the was no penetration. Oh, just really? uh, stre- just the tips. Just cuddling, stretching. Yeah, a whole bunch cuddling. of cuddling. Yeah, <laughs> whole bunch of teabagging on the back of his head. Mm, no, nope. that's the theme of the show, kids. Do not, do not want, do not like. Killing me. You're killing me. It's okay. I'm a weird well, motherfucker, and I didn't. You know, 20. And that was even weirder than, than you like. No, it was weird in a bad way. Okay. It was weird in Where, like, your uncle touches you, sort like, of bad way? Where siblings get creepily intimate, sort of bad way? I don't know. I think my my huge, like, problem with this. I mean, are we just reviewing, like, yes, yeah, thumbs up? No. I, I, I just wanted to. Like, we can talk about whatever. I don't, okay. I don't give a shit. Because. Yeah. Oh, what do you think first okay. before I go into it? This is one of my favorite books. Um, Matt Fraction earned a lot of respect for me on this, which made me read read his other stuff. Um, his run on Iron Man's fantastic. What he does with X Men is really unique, and it was the last really good storyline that they did. It, it's just it's different than anything that I've ever read. I mean, I read a lot of comics, and I cannot think of anything that I would compare this to, as far as structure, overarching, just design. It's quirky, it's fun, it's cool, it's got a lot of really witty references. It doesn't go where you expect it to. No. It's That's not formulaic. True. I think I think it doesn't go where you expect it to to a fault at points. Where you're like, where the fuck are we why? What the fault the problem is if you you become so unexpected, the reader doesn't care. Right? You're like, okay, there's strange natives on an island in a different dimension and i'm not sure what happened and now they're on a boat and uh, like what's going on like i don't want to have to backtrack all the time it's not like reading a textbook comics books shouldn't be like that and they i believe that it shouldn't have to reference itself although those in parts the comic. were funny well sometimes they were funny but the problem is the design is poor, so you don't understand what's going on. Um, that was and my that's main not critique. Necessarily the fault of the writer; it's the fault of the artist. Because well, okay, let's, let's just talk about the writing first. Sure, off. story, you know, dialogue, that sort of stuff, and then we'll go on to Gabriel Ba's work after that. So, a thing I appreciated about it was he had he had a nice like tongue in cheek wittiness, and occasionally just like blatant disregard for what the hell's going on and just making fun of his own stuff and I appreciate that like yeah. well, what well, was the quote I mentioned earlier let's hey wake up girls everyone. let's skull fuck on our or not sorry hey, I'm stuck on skull fucking wake up <laughs> let's go fuck on piles of bloodstained money yeah that one yeah that's right like that's, come on that's how seriously we're taking so this so Matt Fraction does a really good job of he understands the conventions and what is expected from the genre and then he goes and he defies them in ways that have not been it's not like in a Garth Ennis shock you sort of way. Not so it's much. in a he's trying something new and he understands that he's trying something new. Sometimes he stumbles from it, but overall it's, you know, I oh, it's so good. Yeah. And and that's the one thing I really enjoyed about it that it was a com- wholly original from anything I've ever run, uh, read before. It was it reminded me a lot of like a Terry Gilliam movie like Time Bandits or something like that where it's jumping from timeline to timeline or dimension to dimension and it starts off where he's a thief and you think okay I totally understand this he's stealing things oh he gets screwed over and then all of a sudden he's warped into another world and then that's when everything just takes a nice 
weird shift to it. And that's and that's the one thing I really enjoyed about it because it wasn't your normal spandex kind of comic book where you know you know who the bad guy is, you know who the good guy is, and you know where the storyline. You can pretty much read through a you can sleepwalk through a comic book and know where it's going to end up. Where this one you really couldn't. Though I have to agree with Micatron here, where towards the end I I got lost myself because I when when um the when, first time or the second time you read it. Uh, the second time. I, I still didn't understand what was going on. I mean, because it had been like two years since I read it, so it was kind of reading it over again. And when when Neo was explaining his whole master plan, I was like, wait, I didn't catch that. Wait, what? I, I, I mean, I kind of get lost in the storyline and all the set pieces and where he goes with the savages and whatnot. I thought that was great where he had savages that weren't really savages. They were just, being, trying to, yeah. Yeah, they were just being savages to keep the, the white people away, which is awesome. But um, but I you, after being caught up in the storyline and then you realize that oh you really need to pay attention even the second time uh, I I still missed it ridiculous having only read it once I think um, he sacrificed um, clarity for cool plot tricks like he has a lot of very cool plot tricks but frankly I had a like I tried you heard me try to summarize this immediately upon reading it. And you're like, no, that's, that's not what happened at all. And that I find that a little bit worrying. I think I'm finally understanding, like this is going to run parallel to, if you guys remember back when we did unwritten, I don't even know how long ago it was now when I thought the book was too smart for me. Uh-huh. I think this book might be too crazy for certain people. I think it, so. It defies its own conventions. It's not crazy enough. What? How it is figure? not crazy enough. What would crazy If you're going like? to break the conventions, really break them and don't just fuck around. Like the the Sorry. comparison to Time Bandits, it's clear that he's in a different place. No. And it's also clear through character development that you're supposed to care about certain things. I never really saw a clear villain in the book. It is time. Well, it is time to discuss the panel. Yeah. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's talk about you know this is the genre we will uh d- there's proceed fire to d- happening on this panel we'll defy it okay this is in like the i think the last issue of the book possibly the second to last but i think this second is the last it's the second to last okay and uh they're you know in the giant robot fighting with that they people inexplicably through the internet dating it's revenge from all of the female characters because they're apparently internet marrying someone who can explode everyone else. Anyway. (laughs) With a decades-old robot. Right. Uh, Not explaining the plot. Too complicated. Uh, But this this panel. Please summarize the plot. 25 words or less. Casanova Quinn gets brought into an alternate universe where he is meant to replace the good version of himself and double-crosses the guy who set him up. Nicely done. Well, there you go. Anyway, it still doesn't explain why we're in a Japanese robot with guns and wedding dresses, but, you know, who cares? Anyway, and the point a, is... a f- robotic, triple-brain person who's implanted with a female robot that doesn't think it... Uh, what? It's never clear. Anyway, so there's this panel. It's 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 like a large. There's a t- total cinema word for this. It's Diorama, something like that. Panorama, awesome. panorama, yeah. panorama. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and it has little rectangular narrator text in it. It has four narrator text boxes. Three of them are crossed out. The first one says, "The Sevenfold Smackdown: Six Chapters in the Making," crossed out. Second one, "Girls 
versus boys who fight girls who hate boys. Crossed out. I love that one. Third, it's a nice day for a fight wedding. Also crossed out. And in giant capitals, I love comic books was the one that made it. And the thing is, I think for me, this this panel kind of summarized the whole thing. Because one, there's some awesomeness going on. Two, it's hard to understand exactly what, for me anyway, what awesomeness is going on, how and where. And three, as I have previously mentioned, this panel not only breaks the fourth wall, but then just kind of sits there teabagging it. <laughs> over and over again. So uh, one of the things that, that like you'll maybe you caught it the first time, but it took me two or three reads through to catch is music plays a huge, huge role in all of Matt Fraction's writing. Yeah. yeah. Like all of those things that you just said were references to songs. Indeed. In volume two, the there's a series of panels and they're all... If you look at him and figure out what the panel is about, it's all the music that he listened to when he was making hmm. the album. Because I know it's like all the Beatles. The and the no, seriously. Really? Yeah. I, I noticed I noticed when he was first going for Ruby Seychelles that she was singing the the Deja, Deja Vu. Vu. Yeah, yeah. The Deja Vu song and it actually credited down there. Some some fictitious yeah. it's Matt is Fraction is huge a, in re, in like into music. Um, wait, is that an actual That's group an actual that, thing yeah. it's it not was of her real I think the only oh. fictitious one was the ones that were naked and also assassins, kind of, and had strange Russian blacklight tattoos. Yes. Okay. That was a great scene, though. <laughs> what? I international spy posing as international photographer in order to get uh, international assassins naked so he can get photos of them under a blacklight. It's brilliant. I mean, Casanova yeah. looks like Mick Jagger. Yeah. He is Mick Jagger. Yeah, pretty much. That's true. Get out of here. Yeah. I mean, look at him. He's a Mick Jagger. He's got yeah. the mouth. He, yeah. he does have the mouth. He's, he's yeah. the silly Mick Jagger. He's lips. like some weird Mick Jagger, David Bowie hybrid. Meets mm. James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I would uh, actually, I could probably sum this up in this whole story is uh, Time Bandits meets James Bond. Let's just make noises for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm all for that. It's it's my big my biggest. Is like, it about the writing? It's a well. It, it, I think it could go farther. Like it doesn't need to reference itself so much. And a comic is not just about the writing. It's really not. I mean, it's a it's a it's a, a mostly visual medium, and the design is very important. Um, I I think like he could have just gone so wacky that like I don't know. There, there's parts of it that just don't care. Like. Like I said, there's not a clear villain. Like the Zeno Newman. Zeno Newman. No, was he just fairly clear to me. Zeno Newman is set, like the entire story is about the battle between empire and waste. Yes, but they use so many acronyms that it lost me immediately. Yeah, I still have no idea what XSM or MIT are. XSM and it felt is, like uh, they was just doing that to try to lose me intentionally, which is why I stopped like trying to figure him out because they actually reference it in the writing that you're not supposed to there's a there's a like a small like comment about acronyms being silly and so i'm like okay well you know i guess i just don't care about acronyms because they're just going to throw out acronyms that don't mean anything that's because because that's what he just told me and so i don't have that understanding coupled with the fact that it's just the the timeline thing does not seem to serve a an ultimate purpose except to just confuse people it could have been written without that. Or if you're going to do it, do it all the way. Like, 
I want to like go to alternate timelines where they're you know they're fucking each other on fire because that exists in infinite dimensions, right? Like that happens. Or like you could be like go to a different dimension where he's actually a robot. Or you know like why not? Like if you can go infinite timelines, you can do anything. You can be even more wacky and confuse the reader even more so their head explodes. But the point is, he's trying to get back to his original timeline. Like, he's not where he wants to be. When was that clear? That was clear when he was talking about the fake book. What was the fake book? The fake book is, okay. So, issue one. Yes. Uh, Casanova's sister gets killed. Yes. He goes to the funeral. Uh, he gets slipped the dimensional teleporter thing. A.K.A. Which, fake, <coughs> book. Which my fake under, book. Which my understanding was actually slipped to him by his sister from the other. Because yes. they, they mentioned yeah. that it's her kill but i thought she killed herself because she said i killed the bitch yeah which is like she killed herself which was her evil self in the other dimension because her sister was trying to catch casanova which was in yeah a little bit confusing yes so (laughs) it was to me that was the only thing clear that she killed herself because why not what do you mean why not she's from another timeline doesn't matter yeah fair enough so you were talking about the, the fake book. The fake book. Okay, yeah, sorry. I uh, got lost in your discussion of alternate timelines and people killing themselves from alternate timelines. Um, the fake book allows the person who has the transporter to understand to go to the correct place as opposed to scrambling themselves when they do the jump. Mm-hmm. That's why he needs it. That's why, he ne- that's why Casanova needs to defeat Zeno Newman in order to get the fake book so he can understand how this thing works so he can go back to his timeline if he wants to and... He doesn't, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that was kind of the, uh, like you were saying, he's trying to get back to his own timeline, but that confused me, because like, but he doesn't want to go back to his own timeline. He wants to go with the island with the technologically advanced people. At the end, but at the beginning, his goal is to get back to where he came from. Okay. So he's not in this terrible compromised position between Zeno Newman and Empire. Yeah. You guys, in general, writing a little bit, it's a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say the word confusing, but convoluted, perhaps. Convoluted. I is thought the, right the word plot was incredibly convoluted. The writing itself, um, like I think I can I love the dialogue. Can turn the good dialogue. I was fine with his, I his come in writing peace, style. Man. Oh, uh, so the writing is fine. Yeah, yeah. The plot it's, is it's, confusing, which yeah. is ironic because, and this is why it's ironic. Look at my literary theory senses go. So the character Fabula, what's his butt? Fabula Berserko. Fabula Berserko. In Russian literary theory, the Fabula is the linear story before it gets all mixed up when it's all mixed up it's called the chuse but before then it's it's called the fabula and that i because of that guy's name i kept thinking like the fabula is messed up in this whole freaking story and that's why it's berserko. the fabula is the, the, the fabula potato. is berserko man yeah you three-armed potato so uh probably my favorite dialogue in the entire book now that i think about it is when they're at um the island where they're using the sexual energy to create some sort of super-powered bomb, mm-hmm. and the guy gets executed for giving a hard time to the about the Beatles. Right. And uh, Casanova stands up. He's like, I've, you know, that's enough. I've been translating the Iliad, and I quite like to rather finish it rather than bicker about trash culture and a mediocre salad. Have the help uh, fetch me the for the big robot orgy. And then the guy who's hosting is like, yeah, yeah, of course. And then he responds with, he lied. I was not fetched for the big robot orgy. What a rip-off. And then the, the next panel is him like walking through this army of giant naked robot girls. It's it's just oh, that's it's so, that's the flavor. It's so good. Yeah. It's so weird and different and unique. And this is the only experience I can think of as far as comics go that is anything similar to this. I still stand by. I think the filth has some vague. Grant Morrison's the filth has some vague. 
least similar things in terms of secret agents and weird, weird breaking of the fourth wall. The filth wasn't... No, Filth was taking itself pretty seriously, though. This was definitely not. Yeah. No, no, it isn't. I, I really equate this to the James Bond films and then Casino Royale, where you have the David... Niv- has anybody seen Casino Royale? The original or the remake? The the original. I yeah. have a with, terrible, no, I haven't terrible seen confession. With Woody Allen. You've never seen a James Bond movie, have you? Yep. Are you a communist? Yep. Never? Not not even once. I've seen parts of them, but I've never seen one the whole way through. Okay. What's, so what's so, the one you watch? Goldeneye, right? Casino Royale. Casino Royale, really. Or, but you know that like that James Bond, he comes out and he he's always oh, he's always the super agent. He always gets the women, and mm-hmm. he always has he always uses his super gadgets and whatnot. You pretty much can follow this storyline. There's a bad guy. He's going to turn him out and everything. Well, Casino Royale was this was this movie that came out in the, I think it was in the '60s by Woody Allen. It was directed by Woody Allen. David Niven was was Bond. And basically, it was like Woody Allen directed a Bond movie. Oh yeah! Wow. Oh yeah! That now imagine this. So and basically, Casino Royale was um, if Laugh In was a James Bond movie. That's there amazing. Austin, Austin Powers go- is based on it pretty much. Yeah, yeah. there were go-go awesome. dancers. There was everything like that, and it's completely surreal if you think it's going to be a James Bond movie. You know, there's no there's no guns. Well, there are guns, but it's totally irreverent. And I think this is what Casanova is. Yeah, I can see that. It's to- it totally takes all the comic book conventions that you see with <laughs> with superheroes, and you think, okay, this is what a storyline should be, and then I'll, right off the Right off the bat, you notice something's wrong because you have the editor coming in and it's like trying to explain the storyline. It's like, oh, okay, so we're kind of have to make an excuse for Matt Fraction because he's gone off the farm, gone a little crazy, and this is going to get weird. And that's that's when I first realized that okay, this is not the original kind of da- cloak and dagger <laughs> kind of comic book that you're going to be reading. And sure enough, he fights a big blob that's on a floating. Thing jumps out the path, and then all of a sudden he's in another universe. They refer to it a UFO. UFO. Okay, a yeah. UFO. That's hovering yeah. fifty meters above Nevada. He's something bizarre along that's that such, line. That's so well, that, good, though. That <laughs> creativity is awesome. I always, I always enjoy the kind of cr- craziness that is. Did they just put it out there and they make it like it's just not something big? Yeah, there, there's right? like they, that happens. Like the the in in the same scene that Anne was talking about with the the sort of meta reference on itself and that said I love comics. There's the like Japanese guy who's trying to marry the three three girls, and he starts like emanating fire, which is cool. I love that like Jedi shit. Like just throw that in there. Don't even mention it. You don't need the editor's note. Just just do it. Like. Because Japan. Because he's a fucking ninja. Ninjas shoot fire, like yeah. obviously, and they fly, and like, and we all know that and shit. Japan has the giant robots that are like you going do. Like, yes. like, of course. So let's go back to the round room for a minute. The whole round room. The whole dialogue between Fabio Bazerco and Casanova when they're staring at each other, talking about how you can truly see deeply into the soul of the person if you just look in their eyes for long enough. The the art that goes with that panel is brilliant because Fabula Bazerco, who is the the three monks put together. His yes, his art is monks. like Turbo it's Monk. Like, yeah, Turbo Monk. Like uh it says that in, historically he was three monks who had meditated next to each other for so long that they had fused into one person. And the art around Fabula Bazerco is like flowers and these three monks in intricate awkward poses I mean, it's just, you know, very peaceful, very white. And then on the other half of the page, you've got Casanova Quinn, and he's just sitting there with this, like, malice-filled, dead-eyed stare looking at him, and there's spiders. spiders. That that panel right there, I would love to have that page, actually. That is probably some of the best work that... um, 
Gabriel Ba. Gabriel Ba. I always mix him and Fabio Moon up. Um, so, so I don't get the next part where he's punching a hole through the same person. That's thing. after he's gone back in time and is experiencing it again, but he knows exactly what's going to happen because he experienced it. So he just punches a hole in the face. He knows what everyone's going to do. He's his yeah. own evil twin. He said so much in the, the, the page. Uh, I like, know. I know everyone's moves. Why? Why does he do it? Because that solves. He doesn't get thrown out of the UFO that way. True. Yeah, I guess not. He successfully not completes it. Yeah. He See, that's the thing. That's a great plot. But he doesn't. He doesn't successfully. But it wasn't the clearly put hey, forth. He drags forth Fabio Berserko's corpse. Okay. To Empire. But where was the part where he failed the mission? Then oh, that's where he killed everybody. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Uh, so he meets Fabio Berserko, gets thrown out, sets the events in motion that lead to him right like uh, all the Seamuses running amok. Then gets teleported into reality two, where he is the one who's now the good guy. And the first mission that he gets sent on by his dad is to go and capture Fabio Berserko. So this time when he goes, he knows how everyone's going to react. You know, this isn't really uncommon for comics. This is like following the X-Men over time. Yep. Nothing repeats in this story. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Except that but, one scene where he went through the same thing twice and but, just reacted but he, differently. The thing is, it's not like they act like it was a different scene. They said he's already lived through this once, so he knows how everyone's going to react. Sure. So he's going to react differently, which is going to cause a different end result. So you're saying it doesn't reboot like X-Men Right. Does. It's not like, oh, uh, Jean Grey's back again. It's No, he he knows exactly what happened, and he's just he's like, okay, people are going to react this way. I'm going to murder everyone. Sure. Wait, X-Men reboots? Yes. Uh, wait, no, 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 wait. Okay. No, I'm joking. Here's another but analogy. It's like trying to follow the, the, the lineage of Zelda. Yeah. The Zelda games. Doesn't work. No. It no, really, it really it doesn't, doesn't work. But, you know, and the one thing I, I, I liked about it also was that the, the irreverence too. So one thing that, especially Marvel Comics, what they love to do is with S.H.I.E.L.D., it's a totally insane acronym that they use for this super secret agency and this his his dad is I mean Casanova's dad is basically Nick Fury or supposed to be but with both eyes and McShane is supposed to be Dum Dum Duggan which was his his English cohort in the whole shield series and also I get a little feel of like um old Nick Fury shield um agent of shield like Starenko uh through that where it's it's like I said, Casino Royale, where it's go-go dancers and kind of psychedelic weirdness. I do not like the... I like some of the character designs, and then I don't like the other character designs. I really like how Casanova is this kind of mix between Mick Jagger and Steven Tyler. Like, he has this big, ugly Steven Tyler lips, and kind of the Mick Jagger sunken, like, I've been doing heroin for roughly 8,000 years, and I'm still alive, and I have this beautiful wife, and all these children, and I still make music, and I'm suspended on stage by puppet strings. That's Mick Jagger for you. (laughs) I like that. That's, that's, That's good. Uh, what I don't like is the the silhouettes of the characters, especially the female characters, are the same, and that hurts because mm. that's kind of a, a kind of a, a sin in terms of traditional character design. Characters should be recognizable if they were colored in or blacked out, and if you colored in the mom, the sister, and Ruby you would not be able to tell the difference between all of them. Maybe except for the hair, sort of, but they're all built exactly the same. And where this, 
the other part that confused me in terms of silhouettes was well th- some of the characters are exactly the same they're the same body with just different personalities discs in them right good uh, evil yeah good evil uh wearing a wig not wearing a wig chaotic neutral chaotic neutral do you rule me? me yeah potato uh, monk potato right. monk we'll, we'll call it potato, totally monk, potato monk since i i have no ability to say whatever the part that confused me the most was at the beginning when it w- apparently it was not casanova that was in the costume the ninja-like costume going in and killing people it was actually zephyr zephyr and wait zephyr's the sister right Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it wasn't clear. I was I thought it was the evil guy, evil actually. twin Zephyr. That happens multiple times in the book, where or the the first trade where they're sort of silhouetted or they're in. Are you talking the, about the wait? Are you talking about the very beginning? The very story? beginning. Okay, no, that's Casanova, in both of them. But the problem is you have the other characters wearing the exact same costume, and since they have the same silhouette, you can't tell who they are. Well, it's even hard to tell who the sister is. The one with the boobs? But if she didn't have <laughs> boobs... She would not be her. She would be Caf- Casanova. It's mm. like Michelangelo. Uh, what I'm talking about is oh, if nice. you blacken the figure, like if you took a Sharpie to the characters in the book, she wouldn't have, you would be able to see the boobs, right? Yes. If she's facing you, she, you wouldn't see the boobs. You'd see some underboob. No, not there's no underboob. It's blacked black out. Hair. You want me to do it to this book? Jesus Christ. Actually, that's, that's your my copy. copy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I swear to God, that, I will black a, out these pages. That in here. is a that's breaking the rules. What? And it's there for a reason. All right. So it's easy for people to tell the, the difference between the characters in the book, and it's even further compounded by the fact that they're like jumping through time and all this bullshit. So it's especially important that the character designs are very distinct, like Casanova's. I buy that. Because Casanova's is very good. He's Mick Jagger. He's Mick Jagger Steven and Tyler. Steven from Tyler's space. Baby. He's Steven McTyler Jagger. Jagger, yes. Connery. <laughs> Connery. Exactly. And that's all I have to say about that. Or unless you want to ask questions. Any questions? No. Any questions? Anne, go. I read the first like half of this in the colorized reissued version and the second half of it in the sort of black and white, not really Charoscaro version. And it was really interesting to see the differences. Um Overall, I think the the sort of black and white version is clearer, but I really like some of the stuff they did with color in the other one. Better line structure in the black and white version, and then the color version, it's just more interesting to look at? There, it's more interesting. Some of the, I think the themes and emotions are intensified by the color. Like, I thought that the scene with that we were talking about earlier with the round room and the psychic warfare was even cooler when they have appropriate colors. The monk is sort of bluish. Everything behind him is bluish. And Casanova is red. I think he's pink. Is it pink? Yeah. It's kind of pink. Okay. I think. Pleasant. Peaceful. Potato monk. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you, potato. What's taters? <laughs> um, I want a psychic Joel, tater. What, what, artwork-wise, what do you think? Uh, it was... When I first read this, it was completely different than anything else I've ever read because it's... Definitely stylist, uh, stylistically different than anything else, and you can tell that that Gabriel Ba is definitely different than any other writer before that. It, he's got his own style. You mean Matt Fraction? He, you said Gabriel Matt Ba's Fraction writes. Oh, Gabriel, Gabriel Ba's draws. Well, he, but he he writes pictures, right? That no draws. 
pictures. I'm going to draw you a book sometime. Okay. Anyways, yeah, it, Gabriel Ba has illustrates. There you go. But in a definitely distinct style that I wouldn't see in anything else. And um, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I do agree that some of the some of the action scenes do get confusing because you don't really know what's going on um, in some of the action scenes. But overall, um, I just let it wash over me. So back when we covered uh, Umbrella Academy Volume 1, um, Apocalypse Suite, one thing about this that I noticed is really Gabriel Ba's artwork is consistent. Oh, like yeah. everything that he does is he's got these very precise angular lines that he uses for everything. You don't see very much rounded stuff. Yeah, okay. I like a sense of line. I thought it, it lent itself nicely. I really, to the work. I really like his work. Yeah, I, I, think I his actually, art is pretty. I do own everything that he's done. It's not that much. He's done. Uh, well, he's done the, all three books of Casanova, the two books of Umbrella Academy, a book called Details that he did with his brother Fabio Moon, and then he did a book called Five. They're which brothers. Is, yeah, oh, they're twin brothers huh. um, with different names. Like their last names aren't Ba and Moon. What? People don't write with their real names all the time. Matt Fraction's last name is like oh, Jones. No, no, it's, it, it's yeah, it's it's a weird German thing. Fraction. Okay, so it really isn't Fraction. It's not Fraction. Okay, because it does sound like a movie star name. To tell you the truth, one of my favorite things about the art in this book is the book does a really good job of showing movement more than anything else. Like you can look at some of the panels where someone's punching someone and you can sort of imagine where that punch was coming from. Or when uh, he's riding around on the motorcycle, you can it feels like he was actually moving when that drawing was done. It's not just like a still of him on a bike. Okay, yeah, so uh, for the readers real quick, there are actually four ways that you can get this book as far as coloring goes. Um, the singles that are black and white or tri- like tritone black, white, and a whatever color, very similar to Cowboy Ninja Viking where each individual page has its own specific color that they went with. There is the collected hardback, which uses, I think it's just green. If I, I could be mistaken about that. Then uh, that was the stuff they did under... There's purple for the black light. That's the only other yeah. color I saw. After that, uh, when it was re-released under the icon imprint, the singles were slightly colored. And then for the collected version, they were fully colored. Well, fully colored-ish. There was more colors added. All four of them are completely different creatures because for every additional layer of color that's added, you lose some of the the crispness, but however you get a more vibrant feel to the various panels. I would say that the art is good. What I was really criticizing was the character Character design. design. Yeah. And not all of them. I mean, some of them are good. (laughs) Oh, man, you just flipped by the, the monk who's doing the greatest magic trick in the world. Yes. Best way to defeat someone who's achieved Godhead, tell him you don't believe in God, and then <laughs> give him a psychic taser when he's stunned. Yeah, punch his brain, as they say. Yeah. Yes. Punch so, his brain. There there are a bunch of different small stories contained within this. Um, is there anything that really stands out to you guys? Like, you've got the... the I like the natives on the island. The natives on that the island? That was my favorite part. Joel? Yeah, yeah the natives on the island is, is great. Uh, that's... Well, in the, in the big... I like... Robots. So I think the fact that he just threw in a Japanese robot to be campy was uh, um, amazing. And yeah, thank you. I, I had to say that. Um, but I, yeah, it was just that, just those two. I, I really like. I really like the natives for some reason. It, and I like the whole theme that he was going with the whole heart of darkness with that too. 
Like, I can't believe we're doing Heart when of Casanova. Darkness or Apocalypse now. Yeah, when Casanova yeah. goes native and just butchers the entire boat of people. Like, no, let him go. He's like, they'll get away. Can't have that. Yeah. Personally, I really do enjoy the whole scene where there is the, the mission that he gets sent on to fight against the guy who's doing the magic trick where he's been meditating for seven years straight and then punches God in the brain. Yeah. And also the the story where there's he's like, it's kind of, you have to read it a few times, but you finally understand which side he's on, where he knows that he's going to be double-crossed because there are two other agents sent by Waste to kill him, and he needs to get a transponder from one of them. So he's digging, they're going into the graves to find something, and he ends up killing them both and burying them together. Yeah. I, uh, that was something else. That's that something I, was, I like, feel like would be about, much like, clearer on a second That's where through. he like fucked up the mission, right? Yeah, he fucks up the mission and then has to kill the people who are double agents because they are posing as agents of Empire, but they're actually working for Waste, and he is posing as an agent of Empire, but he's actually working for Waste. And he knows that they know that he knows that they know that he is in this position, and <laughs> it's a killer-be-killed situation Remember as far as he's Remember our comments about clarity. Yeah. They, yeah, he knows that they know that he knows that they know. Um, Say what? That should, actu- that it should actually has? be the title of the comic. Clarity. They know that he knows. I know that you know that, that I know that you know. Yes. Yes. Uh, what actually? What that is should th- be the ti- that would be the best title ever. I thought. Look, okay, no, all the chapters have different titles, right? Yeah. Yeah. How many? How many it chapters? Seven, six, or something. Seven. I think so. Well, how many are, are there? Multiple trades of this. Like there are three out now. Luxuria, Gula, and... Oh, what's the newest one? It just finished yeah, up a little bit ago. seven. Each of the books are one of named actually after the seven deadly sins. They're the Latin equivalent. This is uh, greed. Gula is gluttony. And then the next one is sloth. Party. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's deep. Get it's out of here. very, very deep. Really? Yeah. Huh. Balls deep. But, yeah, to the hill. Wait a second. What are we talking about? Comics. I'm trying to think of <laughs> comics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Comics. I I'm, love comics. I love comics. Mud Gibbs. I love Mud um, Gibbs too. I'm trying to think of the parts that, that like really stick out to me. And a lot of them are regarding color. Um, I was looking at the uh, scenes that involve the pink. Like all the party scenes that involve pink. Um, like where they go to the weird orgy island. And there's like. I'm trying to find Didn't it in the book. invite me to the giant robot orgy. <laughs> giant robot orgy. So all of the fight scenes have crazy colors in them too, which I really appreciate. I'm just very attracted to color, and obviously that's what just like s- sticks out at me. Um, I love the torture scene where his sister is dressed up as Wonder Woman. I don't know exactly what's going on. She's like using some sort of taser-esque device on his torso, and he's like foaming at the mouth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That they had a very strange relationship. They're not really brother and sister. Yeah, that's part of the strangeness. There's like sort of pretense of family, overtones of sexuality, generalized, not sure what the hell's going on between the two of them. I mean, were they originally in some timeline, brother and sister? And well, technically, okay. So is this Cas- like okay, a, we're going to go with timeline one and two. Okay. So Casanova and his sister in timeline one are brother and sister. And sister's dead. And sister dies. In timeline two, Casanova and sister are brother and sister, and Casanova Casanova's dies. Dead. When Casanova switches timelines, it's like, well, you're not really my sister. Yeah, but that's still weird. It's like Royal Tenenbaums. It's like, yeah. Yeah. it's I, like I, fucking your own doppelganger. Would you do that? Does that count as totally masturbation? Would. Andy does love some Andy. I, I just got to say that. 
down. Dude, look at me. How can you not? Yeah. That's just all kinds of. Do you get want the fuck to out. answer? Are you it's soliciting lovely. me for sex right now, Andy? Do you not want to have sex with me? <laughs> are you not Do you, aroused? Are you not aroused? <laughs> <laughs> I've said that at some point. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. The viewers can't see you staring awkwardly at the Wonder Woman bra. Uh, no, I'm just looking at the, the exchange they In have. In the podcast, no one can see you Where Zephyr, Zephyr is more, God, more. And then it was Zephyr, please. And, and she said, again, beg for it again. Oh, that was great. Yeah. This right. Is, this is brother and sister, up. right? Yeah. Okay. So also in the, bl- like, Joel's looking at the black and white version of this right now, and it is uh, unclear w- what exactly is coating Casanova's body. Yep. A lot of the blood stuff is totally different in the black and white because it, it's either portrayed as, as white, oftentimes, I think occasionally black, but oh. mostly white. White fluid all over his chest and face. Yeah, you guys are just twisted. Just think about this though. When you twisted. said that 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 series of panels, yeah, without any v- visible context, you could take that any number of ways, but mostly one, just one, one way. Zephyr's getting her groove on. Exactly. Yeah. It's just bizarre, and yeah, that was what was intended. Is yeah. really what it's yeah yeah quite edible. So so can I can I just say one thing? This I know the exact point where this book lost me, and I kind of didn't realize. I think it was the final act where with the robot. Yeah, book book six, women and men, where everything where Neo is trying to explain everything. When it you was, say Neo, do you mean Casanova, or no, do I, you mean? No, wait. Is Neo the he's the mummy guy, right? Am I, am I wrong about this? Come on, help me out. Who's the East bad Jug guy? and Wine, the one person that understands who's, this comic. Who's the, yeah, no. <laughs> okay, why Who not? Who the hell is the dude with the bandages? Yeah. Zeno Newman. Zeno, not Zeno. Neo. Zeno. X E N O. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Zeno, yeah. Neo. I did, yeah. Zeno, uh, if you guys have noticed over the, the ongoing episodes of this podcast, I'm kind of bad with names. So just bear with me. The the bandage guy, yeah. So when he okay. explains this, Zeno whole, Newman is explaining, yeah, what explaining he's to pull his off whole master plan. Exactly. That's where I was like, well, am I reading the same book? Because that's not exactly what I got. And I still, when I get to that point, it get kind of. Con- I I think I need to read this a third or fourth time. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Okay. So summary of overall storyline. What guys- the fuck? That's my. St- I, are you asking me to I, summarize I, I, it? I'm asking you to summarize it, guys. Okay, this is my my uh, summary. Basically, I, I want to know what you guys think of the summary. Like what you what you found in this story to be. This was the point of the book. Okay, so this was this is Casanova. Yeah, deal with this. So Casanova gets trapped in or gets trapped in this big mechanism where he has to do all these different acts in order to. Um, appease his overseers or whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm talking bullshit here. But he, he was trying. He's trying to get out of a situation where he got put in without his knowledge and double turn, double twist people and double cross. I double think cross. it's double cross. Yeah, indeed. The bullshit is not good. I have no idea what's going on. Um, I think he's an anti-villain. An anti-hero is like Wolverine, where he's all gruff and shitty and ends up accidentally doing good 
and I think he's an anti-villain because he generally tries to be smooth and suave and um, well, I don't know if he's an, whatever. Dang it, point. Why weren't you more cohesive? Why weren't you pointy? Um, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all oh, I got. Uh, I believe this story is about two artists who got together and did a whole shitload of acid and made a comic. Okay. That's all I have to say. It's about getting that. clearer and clearer <laughs> every description. And Andy, I mean, bring that it is pretty concise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Casanova Quinn is pulled into an alternate dimension where he is used as a dummy to replace himself in order to fulfill the plots of Zeno Newman, who wishes to win the war against his f- opposing forces in that universe. Casanova Quinn does not wish to partake in this, and as opposed to going back to his original reality, decides to stay in the reality that he's in, where he's kind of a good guy. Okay. Th- yeah, that's what we said. <laughs> yeah. What what percentage of our grade was that? <laughs> Is there an essay portion of the test? Because I would an fail that, too. open book test? it's an open book test we're fucked <laughs> you gotta just read the book like six times you're golden uh, it's i like looking at it it's really it's party one thing that i like about this is you can actually pick out an individual chapter and just read that and it's self-contained yeah. enough where you don't need the rest of the story yes except for the later ones where they really have like to add in five and narrative. six is yeah you need some narrative to <laughs> yeah. understand where everything's coming from but like the early stories are all just self-contained like, yeah, there, you know there's stuff that happened before that, but it doesn't matter. You understand there's, like, a very central point to each chapter. Okay, I got it. He is an anti-anti-villain because he's, like, forced into... He's a bad guy that's forced into the role of a good guy that is still pretending to be a bad guy, but in the end ends up deciding to be a good guy. What? Say what? That's what I got out so of this So two negatives book. make a positive, right? Yes. So he's a villain. No, it's no, not he's an anti-anti-villain. It's not different. Algebra. So he's this is he, comics. He's against against being a villain. Either I that or he's an anti-anti-hero. That I knew that you knew that. Let's have a psychic battle now. What is your power, animal and or plant? Spiders. Uh, my Patronus is cake. <laughs> <laughs> Terrestrio <Sorry>. totalis. <laughs> cake <laughs> wins every time. Wow. <laughs> On that note, let's end this thing. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> uh, so we described already ways that you can get this, yes? Yeah, there's four different versions. I'll recap real quick. Um, the other thing about the singles, and in order to get everything that has to do with Casanova, you actually have to buy both complete runs of the singles, the original versions that are in black and white and the color reprints, because each issue of the original run was 16 pages of comic and 8 pages of writing by Matt Fraction. Which is actually an important note to make. Um some there are there is some Casanova story, but it's just Matt Fraction writing about stuff, yeah, it's which is always really good. Um, then it was reprinted in the trade, and the trades do not contain any of the writing that was contained in the original sequel or the original single issues. So that was two thousand six. Uh, in two thousand and nine or two thousand two thousand ten, it was reprinted with colorized versions and all new writing material that was added in. It had m- more writing material, but not the original writing material. Then when that got traded, that didn't have any of the writing in it. So in theory, you could buy four different versions of this book with each one's containing different versions of the stuff. And different colorizations as yeah. well. If you had to pick one, which one would you pick? Uh, I would pick the single issues from the second colorized run. So the icon. There yeah, was the, the icon run. Um, okay. Because that actually has additional cartoon in it as well. So there's only one person in this universe who actually has all of them. I can think right of here. three offhand. Y'all are... Okay, I can't call yeah, you. It's a conspiracy. Matt, Matt Fraction, Gabriel Waugh, and 
Andy Bodell. <laughs> right. Okay. Thank you, Dwayne. And those three junior super friends, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. Their mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. After Zune collapsed, uh, we don't use that anymore, and I can't remember the URL of what it used to be. However, you can feel free to rate us on the iTunes store. Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Mathtastrophe. Mike is Mr. Atron, and is Ann Bean tweets. Joel is Superfly. Uh, also, and the the podcast is Trade Secrets Pod. And then also, you can go to the webpage and write something. TradeSecrets.geekerific.com and uh, anyone else have anything to say? Buy buy my new book that's coming out. That uh, you know, in Herpaderp. We totally Herp- didn't talk about your book. D- yes, Herpaderp. Is that the novelization of the movie? The novelization of Herpaderp. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Excellent. Um, oh, we didn't talk about the fact that I'm halfway through an MFA program about writing comics. Motherfucking awesome. Motherfucking awesome. That's what MFA stands for. Mm-hmm. So, guys, raise your glasses to Luke. To Luke. Wherever he may be. To Luke. I'm pouring one out for my dead homies. Uh, I'm Andy. This has been Trade Secrets, episode 27. Thanks. The distant future, the distant future. Finally, robotic beings rule the world. The humans are dead. The humans are dead. We use poisonous gases. And we poison their asses. The humans are dead. Right, they are dead. The humans are dead. They look like they're dead. It had to be done. I'll just confirm that they're dead. So that we could have fun. Affirmative. I poked one, it was dead. Binary solo. Zero 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 one. Zero 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 one one. Zero 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 one one. Zero 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 one 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 one. Zero 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 one. Zero 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 one one. Zero 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 one one one. Come on, Sakura, lick my battery. The humans are dead. Once again without emotion. The, the humans, humans are, are dead. dead, 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 dead. I don't remember how to end the show. Okay. So we break. No, we talk about how you should follow rate us because we're cool uh, and so rate us on iTunes to help us out. Hey, you can find this in other places. Get us on Zune and um, Which is working now in is, 2012. Are, are we on Zune Marketplace? And then <laughs> iTunes, right? <laughs> or iTunes. you can go to the website at uh, tradesgeekerific.com. www.edu. No org either? No. Okay. Um, so geekerific.com, right? And then he says something Talks about... about Twitter. We're completely lost now that Luke is dead. We're lost in the desert of comic books and podcasting. Mm-hmm.